Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to episode eight of the Jesse Williams podcast. I'm so excited to be releasing this episode today, more so just because it's been a hot minute since my last episode that I released out to you guys. Um, obviously, we just have come out of December. We had the whole Christmas, New Year period, and then the last couple of weeks, I have been incredibly unwell. Um, I actually had influenza, so the proper flu, which I've never had before in my life. I've obviously always had the common cold, um, tonsillitis, all that kind of stuff. But wow, the actual flu is like next level. I was so bedridden for a full week. It knocked me out for so happy to be back and releasing you guys an episode. Um, just a little side story. I just thought I would um, come on and talk about something that's going on for me at the moment, which is the fact that um, not a lot of people probably know this about me, but when I was younger, I actually played um, tennis competitively. So I started little peewee tennis when I was five years old. Um, and then I progressed obviously up to standard tennis and then I would compete every Saturday morning. It was like, I just loved it so 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 much and I played probably up until about maybe 14 or 15. Um, I basically gave up because I was also had started getting into dancing and my dancing was just taking up all of my time and it was like at a point where I would be like Monday dancing, Tuesday tennis, Wednesday dancing, Thursday squad tennis, Friday dancing, Saturday morning competitive tennis like it was just so full-on so I gave it up but um that literally I'm 25 now so that would have been like 10 years ago that I gave it up but I've always sort of missed it in the last five years like it's always come back in my mind like I would love to play tennis I would love to just hit a ball I'd love to just get into it for a bit of fun not even compete anymore but just like I imagine anyone listening right now if you grew up playing a sport that you don't play anymore you probably know exactly how I feel in terms of you just wonder what it would be like to play again and I don't know if you've ever experienced this but the feeling that it's almost like too late to start like you were good at it when you did it and now it's kind of just too late you've missed the boat you either should have never stopped or just let it go Um, and I know the thought of like playing tennis ever again was like so intimidating for me I just felt like really intimidated like I was really really good when I quit so if I was to go in now and try and hit a ball that would just go straight into the net and I know is bound to happen and I would have lost all of my technique and been back to zero um, it just felt really intimidating to do that which is so funny because anyone who said that about the gym I would be like you know you've got muscle memory it comes back really fast everyone else in the gym is probably like equally intimidated or nervous and everyone starts somewhere and it's just like I don't know I don't even know I guess that was outside of my comfort zone so I actually was watching the tennis last night I was watching the Nick Rafa game and um with my partner and I was thinking god I would really love to do tennis and anyway today I reached out to my old tennis coach and he is like literally still coaching and I have organized a private lesson with him tonight which is 
guys, I am so nervous about it. Like I am actually like my hands are sweating thinking about it. Like I'm so like, I guess, as I said, a bit intimidated, a little bit nervous. I really like to be good at things and I just know having been good at something going back that I'm going to be so bad at it and it's not going to be an amazing feeling but that's okay that's how we get good through practice so anyway that's my little side note um for today to start off this podcast and just bring you guys along with my journey I'll let you know how I go with my good old one-on-one tennis lesson tonight Today's episode, um, I'm really excited to bring you. It's basically everything why diets don't work, when they do work, and how to be kinder to your body in the process of dieting. If you guys follow me on social media and stuff like that, you will know that I am such a huge advocate for body love, self-love, all of that kind of stuff. You don't need to be dieting all the time. You can love the body you're in. But I'm also not anti-diet culture. I'm very much so in a position that if you've got a goal, if you've got a performance-based goal, if you want to lose body fat, if you want to have your dream body, you work for that body. You do you. And I'm all for that. And I think because I'm really see both sides, my approach is like dieting in a time that is right and how to make it the least, I guess, negative experience possible how to have the most positive experience with dieting and stuff like that and also ensure that it's coming from a really healthy place I guess I want to kick off today by talking about when not to diet so when is actually probably not the best time for you to be dieting the first one I want to address is quite obvious um it's actually really obvious but A lot of people just overlook it and dismiss it. And also when a lot of people are in this phase, they really, really can't see past it to kind of like listen. So if this is you, I really want you to hone in and take my advice on board. It's not just something I'm saying in passing. I honestly mean this like down to my core and that it is not a good time. Sorry, that is that it's not a good time to diet when you have an extremely unhealthy relationship with food or your body or even both. What I mean by that is if you have an eating disorder, if you have body dysmorphia, um, if you have disordered eating habits like emotional binge eating, if you are severely demonizing or restricting food groups and stuff like that, dieting is really not going to be a good idea for you there's obviously a lot of underlying things which need to be addressed first and I truly 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 believe that dieting should be addressed when you are in a better healthier mindset when it comes to food in your body and so dieting because you hate your body or dieting to punish your body smaller or something like that is honestly a band-aid fix it's like It's just like having any issue where it's like Panadol, right? So you've got pain and then you take Panadol. Panadol masks that pain so you don't feel it, but it actually hasn't fixed the problem whatsoever. 
So you actually want to find what the root cause is and fix the root cause of the problem rather than just masking the pain. And the same kind of thing applies to anything to do with like a really negative relationship with food in your body. You really want to address that first and really heal that before you go into trying to actually lose weight or, you know, do any performance based or aesthetic goals, I I would say. The second point would be that I don't think dieting is a good time if you have um, certain health concerns, which would mean that it would be worsened by dieting. So for example, if you are a female who currently does not have her period, so you're not, um, you've come off the pill, you are not getting a natural period yet and stuff like that, dieting is not the best thing to be doing. If you've got seriously low body fat already, if you are even overweight but you aren't losing sorry you aren't getting your period then yeah it's really really not a good idea to be dieting you generally when you haven't got your period more food is your best friend so we actually want to be probably increasing calories sitting around maintenance if not a surplus when you don't have your period so if you were to diet when you don't have a period you're only actually going to be delaying the process of getting it back even further So that would be another one as well. Obviously, that can extend to way more health conditions and stuff like that as well. That was just one example. Obviously, if you've been told by a doctor or a health professional that you should be eating a lot more food than what you are, you want to take that advice pretty seriously. Um, And your fat loss goals may have to go on the back burner just for a little bit while something else is a priority. So another reason it's probably not a great idea to diet is if you are beginning to, if you start dieting and you find yourself becoming way too obsessive with numbers, with the scales and find that your emotions or your mood that day is purely dictated by the numbers that you're seeing. So for example, um, I have clients who begin tracking macros and it entirely heals their relationship with food. They understand that there's no such thing as a good food and a bad food, everything in moderation. Um, And they find that they get so much food freedom and really heal their relationship by learning to track their macros and stuff like that. However, I always say there is no one size fits all and occasionally there will be a person who begins tracking macros and takes it a little bit too far, gets a little bit too obsessed, gets too caught up in the numbers and actually one thing I've seen is clients becoming too scared of eating any meal that they haven't made, weighed and tracked themselves. So if they were to go to their boyfriend's house and their mother-in-law had cooked them a beautiful dinner but they hadn't actually known what went into that meal, they wouldn't eat it because they haven't weighed it. They didn't log everything individually themselves and it gives them anxiety at the thought of not knowing what's in their meal and they won't have it. They won't go out for dinner. They start avoiding social situations and things like that. That is not healthy. Tracking is there as a tool to educate you and really, really to be there as a guide to show you that there is no good and bad foods and everything is totally okay in moderation. However, with some people, what they get out of it is a little bit different. And so if you are one of those people that becomes really obsessed with tracking, the best thing you should do is probably stop and give it a break and ease your way out of it. And even if you're kind of too far in that, then completely stopping tracking is probably going to send you in a little bit of an anxious spiral. 
So one thing you could do is begin by having one meal a day that's not tracked that you've still made yourself. You still know is healthy, but you're not tracking it. You can then um, move that into having one meal out a week and so forth. So you kind of begin easing and pulling back out of tracking and things like that. Um, Now, the final time I would say is really not a good time to diet is if you have an unusual amount of social events coming up so if you have a lot of weddings a lot of engagements a lot of birthdays your wedding your engagement and then a holiday um, and you have all of this stuff and you're feeling pretty stressed you've got exams coming up you know if you've just got a lot on in your life where you kind of really really want to be on your a game in terms of like your attention your energy and all of that kind of stuff and you don't want to be restricted and you don't want to um, I guess sacrifice potentially losing energy and a little bit of focus or mood and stuff like that dieting may not be the best time it's honestly I know sometimes when events are coming up is the number one time people want to diet because they generally want to diet to look good for all these events these holidays and these weddings and these engagements but sometimes when you have a lot going on it's a little bit unrealistic to expect that everything can be your priority all at one time Sometimes your social life needs to be a priority for your own sanity. We are humans and we are social creatures and we like to socialize and stuff like that. And we get so much out of being around our friends and family and celebrating and stuff like that. And sometimes that's going to be a priority and that's okay dieting is always going to be there you're always going to have a phase where you can go back into a dieting period so don't feel like you have to diet when it's a really really bad time and that's not to say eat whatever you want and eat everything you want you can be really really smart about it but you can go into a a maintaining phase for example so you can work out what your maintenance calories are which basically means the amount of calories that you are burning a day that if you eat the same amount your body is just going to stay the same weight um, that's probably going to be way more maintainable for you you're not going to put on weight you may not be losing weight but it's just really achievable and your priority can go into your exams or your workload or all these social situations and things like that So with all of that being said, let's go into when a good time or I guess a better time would be to diet. So the first one, obviously similar on the other end of the spectrum to before, would be when you've got a good or at least a moderate baseline healthy relationship with food and your body. So you've not been heavily restricting any food groups and things like that you're not like you're not suffering body dysmorphia if you don't know much about body dysmorphia that's a topic for a whole nother day but it's basically I guess in a short way of putting it is you're not really seeing your body for what it really is so you have a distorted view of your own body if that's the case then when you lose weight you will be getting leaner and dropping weight on the scale your measurements could be coming in and you'll be looking in the mirror and not seeing any changes and so you're just there's there's never going to be an end destination for you nothing is ever going to be enough Um, and that's not a healthy way to go into dieting so basically we want to have a really good baseline relationship with food in your body um, and we want to make sure that that's at least at an uh, at a okay level where we can diet out of a more healthy um, 
I guess a healthier drive like we want to diet for performance or because we want to challenge ourselves rather than being like hating our bodies and thinking that the only way to love ourselves is to be smaller because that's just absolutely not the case you do not become worthier by being in a smaller body and you should never be dieting because you think that you're going to be more beautiful or more attractive in a smaller version of you that's just not the way we should look at dieting and and how we should use it in my mind and in my opinion. Another one where it would be a good time to diet is if you've set some realistic goals and you're in a position where you're really prepared to be patient and you're not tying your worth to those goals. So you're not, for example, got a holiday in six weeks and you want to lose eight kilos in six weeks so that you look amazing on the beach. It's like, yeah okay you want to lose three kilos in six weeks just so you're just feeling like you know you've gone into your holiday just taking more care of your health and just feeling a little bit better just those tiny little language shifts are so different but so 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 empowering when it comes to how you perceive your body and what's actually driving you intrinsically for these goals and so forth Um, Another time it would be a good time to diet is if you have a performance-based goal. So you're actually dieting for performance. So you want to be able to run faster or longer. You want to, you know, focus on your lifting or whatever. So um, you may play sport and so forth. So there may be periods of time where dieting is really going to benefit you with your sporting or your fitness performance and so forth. That would be another one as well. Another one would be that your mood, energy or just life in general are not severely impacted by your body and your eating habits. For some people, when they try to diet, their whole life is just impacted. They don't want to go out to social things anymore. They're not feeling good about their body and so forth. So we just really want to rule that out. And then I guess the last one is you, and I guess this one is the most important, you're in a position in your life, as I said to before, where you are feeling patient, but more so than just feeling patient, you're ready to focus, really have that laser focus and make some level of sacrifice. Now, do keep in mind that when you're dieting or if you're not dieting, both of those situations involve a level of sacrifice on both sides. It's just about what you are sacrificing. And I think this is the biggest thing is sometimes people say they want to diet and then they begin and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm not willing to sacrifice all of this. I'm not willing to prep my meals. I'm not willing to cook my, you know, pack my lunch the night before. I'm not willing to say no to the wedding cake at my best friend's wedding and all of this stuff. And they think that dieting involves all of these really intense sacrifices That's just purely perception. That's just like you need to shift that. You need to understand that we are making sacrifices in our life all of the time, whether we are dieting, whether we're not dieting, whatever we are doing, we are always making sacrifices. It's just what we are sacrificing that is changing. So for example, when you diet, making a sacrifice mean that at the next few social functions that you have that you're not going to have any alcohol you're going to have water instead you're going to say stay completely sober and you're sacrificing that so that you can hit some um, body composition goals but on the other end of the spectrum if you are not dieting and you're eating whatever you want and you are trying to run for example you may may be sacrificing not improving your running speed 
because you're not dieting. So you're actually sacrificing never getting quicker at your runs or taking a lot longer to get quicker at your runs. You may be sacrificing not being able to run as far with your runs. You may be sacrificing not being able to keep up with your children when they're wanting to run around and play with you. So you're still making sacrifices, just that what you're sacrificing is different. So if you can understand that sacrifices are being made all of the time and just ask yourself, what would I rather sacrifice? That's a really good and empowering way to look at, I guess, the dieting process. The next thing I kind of wanted to delve into off of here is how to be kinder to your body and I guess diet in a more, I guess, loving energy, you could say. The first one I want to address is get educated. So do your research on your own, read evidence-based things that are backed, you know, evidence-based science and evidence-based nutrition and things like that. Make an appointment with a, a dietitian in your local area get a coach, whatever, whether you want to do it with the help of somebody or you want to do all the research on your own, make sure you're not just relying on a quick Google search or so-and-so said so or something that you saw on Instagram. Make sure that you're actually getting the advice from a professional or you're doing proper research yourself. Now, if you can get educated, you're going to take out so much trial and error when it comes to the dieting process. You're going to heal your perception of food and things like that because there are so many things out there which demonize food. And honestly, as a coach, one thing I spend a lot of time doing is healing my clients' relationships with food because they fear fat or they fear carbs or they fear putting on weight just from eating and they have no idea what's actually causing that like what is the process that is making them gain or lose weight and things like that so really do make sure that you are getting educated and looking at food in a positive way food is nourishment and fuel you need it to kind of power through your workouts and stuff like that and nothing is good or bad so that's a really I guess good way to look at it which also leads into my next point which is to stop restricting You honestly do not need to cut out anything. You don't need to cut out carbs. You don't need to cut out fat. You don't need to stop having chocolate. You don't need to stop having ice cream. It's just about learning moderation and what moderation is for you and your body and what your portion size should be for your body and your goals and what works for you. Nothing needs to be completely off limits. It's just about knowing how much to have and how frequently. The third one is find what works for you. So honestly, the only way to create fat loss is by creating a calorie deficit. The process you choose to be in a calorie deficit is completely up to you. If you want to do keto, if you want to do fasting, if you're a vegan, if you do paleo, if you honestly, it just doesn't even matter what the, I guess, the process is. You, it needs to be enjoyable for you. Someone like me, I would never do keto. I would absolutely hate it. I don't enjoy a lot of keto meals. A lot of high fat things don't make me feel too great. I end up just feeling quite sick. So avocado, I'm like intolerant to it. It just would be a disaster waiting to happen. I'm not going to tell a client who loves keto meals and never gets sick of it that they are not allowed to do it. They absolutely can do it. Like if they love eating that way and they don't get bored of it, and they want to stick with it, they can do keto. It's just about making sure that they are still controlling their caloric intake while doing keto. You need to be eating less calories than what your body is burning and that is the way you lose weight. 
I just want to put a little disclaimer in here that less is not always more. So if you want to, when I say eat less than what you burn, don't just go and eat a thousand calories a day because you think it's going to speed things up. That's a whole nother thing to delve into on a whole other day. So um, if that thought even crossed your mind, get a coach before you go into a dieting process um, and you can learn from them about why that's not going to work as well. So I just want to put that disclaimer in there because I would hate for anyone to just go and severely cut their calories because they think that that's necessarily the answer. I would say that the best way to diet would be to eat as many calories as you possibly can while still in a calorie deficit. My next one would be get support. So whether, again, whether you want to see a dietitian, whether you want to get an online coach or you want to be part of a local community group, that is fine, but you absolutely need to make sure you've got supportive people or at least a supportive environment around you backing you for when shit is feeling hard and you need a little kick up the bum because there are going to be days and that this doesn't go for dieting. This goes for chasing your dreams on any goal that you have ever. There's going to be days where you just don't feel 110%. And you just want to throw in the towel. That's like if you're running your own business, if you are at uni pursuing a degree, like whatever, everyone knows there's going to have those days where it just feels too much. And dieting is one of those things where you can lose sight of the end goal sometimes. And so having supportive people around you is so, so important, whether that is your partner your family, your friends, um, you know, a group of people at the gym, um, a mums and bubs class, whatever it is, really, really make sure that you have people around you who actually want you to succeed, who aren't just kind of supportive until you're doing better than them. Like they literally want to see you win and they're going to be there through thick and thin when you need it. That's going to make a huge difference when it comes to achieving your body composition goals. Now, another one, um, which honestly I think is so underrated is using positive body affirmations. And there's a saying, and I'm probably going to absolutely butcher it, but anyway, it's something like you can be both a work in progress and a work of art simultaneously or something like that. You've probably heard it before, but it basically means that you're allowed to love your body now. You're allowed to be okay with your body now. Why wanting to change and improve it? You don't have to either love your body so much that you're never ever going to change and you're going to eat whatever you want and never move your body. And you also don't need to hate your body so much that you need to punish it with exercise and restricted food until you feel that you look better. You can love it now and feel empowered and confident and sexy in the body that you've got while working on your body goals. And it's a really, really good idea to bring in positive body affirmations that can really, really empower you because you honestly, you can't punish your body better. Because if you're punishing your body better, if you think that you are ugly and your body is you know you're hating it and you're ashamed of it and you're just slaving away at the gym and cooking all these healthy meals that you, that you may be not even enjoying to lose weight because you think that at the end you're going to feel worthy you're not because let me tell you that everything stems from mindset and if you have a poor mindset when it comes to your body there is no end destination I know that you think if you lose 
five kilos, you're going to be happier, but you're absolutely not. You will lose that five and you'll look in the mirror and you'll still see a body that you do not like and you'll want to lose another five. And there will just never, ever, ever be a moment that comes that you feel really proud of yourself and really confident in your body. So it's really important that you love your body first and then the dieting process comes and then the body composition changes come. And a really good way to do that is use really empowering positive body affirmations and things like that. So whether that be sticky notes that you put up like, I am beautiful as I am, I love my body, I'm worthy of success, you know, all stuff like that. Really feel into the feeling that you've got an amazing body now because you do. And then it makes it so much easier to love your body differently. Um, And I hand over heart believe that literally to my core I think I've gone into it in a podcast episode before about how when I was my absolute leanest and slimmest I was just my most miserable because I had slight body dysmorphia I was just nothing was ever 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 enough and then at a body 10 kilos heavier I was so much happier and healthier mentally and physically as well because I had shifted my perception about my body and so just trust me that you won't love your body when it gets smaller or leaner and stuff like that. You choose to love your body now and you love it in every phase. I think another one is meditation and yoga. So not even necessarily meditation and yoga, but just something that is nourishing for your body and is you're doing it because it's not about how many calories you're burning it's just about feeling good. Like sometimes when we begin dieting, we just start, you know, running on the treadmill or running outside or doing a workout and looking at our Apple Watch and looking at how many calories we burnt in our F45 class and all this stuff. And it's like we fall into a habit of moving our body because of the calories that it's burning rather than moving our body in a way that our body deserves to just feel good and so sometimes it's really good when you are dieting and you're focusing on you know these hit classes or your weight sessions or whatever it may be to add in something where you're doing it for no reason other than you respect your body and you just want it to feel great which is like meditation yoga going for walks outside all of that kind of stuff The last tip that I want to suggest is, um, and one way to be kinder to your body, is really shifting the perception of why you are dieting. So as I said before, sometimes people can look at dieting so negatively because they feel like they're making all of these sacrifices. But do remind yourself that whether you diet or not, you're making sacrifices all of the time. It's just what's being sacrificed, which changes. And another way you can shift your perception is by saying that I'm doing this because I want to and I deserve to, not because I have to. And that mentality shift is super important and super, super, super fucking empowering when it comes to dieting because all of a sudden you're not like, I have to go to the gym or I will not lose weight. I have to make this healthy meal because I'm not allowed X, Y, Z. It's like, I'm doing this because I want to feel better. I'm doing this because I am in a better mood and I have more energy at the end of the day. I'm doing this because my body deserves to be nourished and fueled properly. Like really, really change your perception to absolutely everything you're doing coming from a loving place. Uh, I want to, I get to, this is a luxury, not a have to chore sort of mentality. So if you can make that very, very simple shift, it's going to be so empowering for you when it comes to really keeping a good positive lens on when you go through the dieting process and making sure that you are doing it for all of the right reasons. So I guess just to finish off, I would say dieting is a 
okay. Like I'm all for dieting. I'm all for you wanting to get leaner, to reduce your body fat percentage, to want to feel stronger, lift more, run faster. You do you. Um, And if you've got body composition goals, that's okay as well. But really do ask yourself where your driving force is coming from that's making you want to make these changes. Do not hate your body smaller. Do not punish it smaller. Do not restrict it and take away from it. Our bodies do so much for us. We walk, we hug, we breathe. You know, we don't even have to think about pumping blood and breathing and all of this stuff and our bodies are literally working for us all of the time. And the one thing, your body's one job is to help you survive and be here. And that's pretty freaking amazing. And so really make sure that you're giving your body the respect that it does deserve and doing everything out of love because you are honestly beautiful as you are. And if you don't think so, go and begin doing some inner work because you are fucking amazing and your worthiness does not come from your dress size. That is not why we diet. We diet for health and performance and we want to challenge ourselves and it feels good. So really ask yourself right now if you are in a phase of wanting to diet. And I imagine that a lot of people that would be listening to this episode after reading the headline are perhaps people who want to diet so if you are one of them really really just turn inward right now and ask yourself what is intrinsically driving you and and really try to shift your goals from external factors to more intrinsic factors and just give yourself a kick up the bum for all of the good reasons and so forth and as I said, get support, like really just make sure you've got a good gang around you, um, a coach, friends, whatever it may be, who are in your corner wanting to help you succeed. Um, and that is going to make the world of difference. That's pretty much going to wrap up today's episode. Um, I also just wanted to let you guys know that I have open enrollment for the next round of Glow and Nourish just because I've been getting a lot of inquiries about them. So Glory is my eight-week group mentorship program based on all things mindset. Nourished is my one-to-one coaching and mentoring for all things health, fitness, and mindset, which is a 12-week program. Other than that, I hope you're all having a fabulous week and I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in and I really, really am appreciating everyone who's leaving reviews on iTunes for the podcast. It honestly means so much. I really, really do appreciate it. So thank you so much, guys. If you are enjoying the episodes, I would so, so love if you left a review. Let me know more of what you want to hear about and we will go more into them in future. But that's all from me. Have a good day. Bye.